anything that I make actively, active income, I want to turn it into passive income. So if I make a million dollars now in active income, I don't want that in my bank account. I turn that into $4 million of real estate. And that passive side, that's how I've been able to grow my wealth. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Have you ever wanted to get into investing, maybe even take your wealth and make it generational? Well, I am here today with a man that is an author. He's been featured in Forbes. He has multiple businesses in the multifamily space, even a business in mindset. He is teaching the masses how to control their destiny, and how to build wealth. So Tyler, welcome to the show, and I am so honored to have you. Emily, thank you so much. So honored to be here. Yay. I appreciate that intro. That's a nice intro. Oh, well, I am so impressed by you. And some people watching this or listening, maybe they know what multifamily is. Maybe they have no idea. But either way, you've accomplished a lot, a lot. But what I love more is who you are and the man you are and how you lead. I went down your YouTubes, your Instagram, and I'm like, there is so much to you. Okay. So can you expand on your story? Like, how did this all begin? I'm so interested. Absolutely. Man, I appreciate that. And thank you for for doing that research beforehand. That's awesome. Um, Man, my story is... I don't know where to start, right? But I'll tell you some pivotal moments in my life. Yeah. My mom was a single mom. She raised four kids on her own. And I really, and I go back there because like, for me, that's where everything started. You know, my yeah. dad, my dad's a great guy. He, seriously, an awesome dude, great heart, but just made, you know, some decisions that put us in a little bit of a bind, you know? Yeah. And I saw my mom, I, I front row seat to just financial struggle. And uh, that changed me as a person. I remember watching my mom, who is the most positive, just happy, hilarious person I've ever met in my life. Like I remember coming home from school one day and seeing her crying at the, on, on the like sitting yeah. at the kitchen counter. And, and for me, my mom, I didn't see that. And my mom was happy. She's always like, you know, happiness or positivity. Happiness breeds positivity. Positivity breeds success. So she's just always just funny, you know? Yeah. So to see that and then to sit down and have these conversations and to kind of get a peek into what was really going on was an eye opener for me and I wasn't in a position to help. And so for me, I, I never wanted to be in that position again. Right. So yeah. How old were you at this? Time? I was, um, when my parents split and that probably like right around 14, 15, maybe. Okay. Where did you grow up? I was in Salem, Utah, you small little city. Yeah. Like hour South of Salt Lake. Okay. Okay. So I would imagine that, you know, we have very similar upbringings yeah. and my brother was the oldest and I knew when, when our dad left and when it was in our home, it was very toxic Mm -hmm. at times. And he so badly wanted to like be the leader or help out. And so is that what caused you to, you know, get a job or start a business or start learning? 
It's exactly it. And, you know, I've, I'd always had jobs. Like I had to, I had to work, you know, yeah, so I'd save routes, worked at the gun club, <laughs> you know, all these type, yeah. different types of things. But there was a time where my mom's car got repossessed. And this was like this pivotal moment for me where my mom's car gets repossessed. And what's crazy though is I felt like overnight, right? My dad moves out of the country and overnight my identity changed into I'm the man of the house. Like it's my job to mow the lawn, shovel the, the driveway. Like it's my job, you know? And so then all of a sudden I see this financial struggle and it was my job to do that. So I started a business at 16. I cleaned people's blinds. It was called supersonic blind cleaning. I love it. And it was an awesome business, you know, great business for me and my family and made great money through high school. But, you know, I got taught to go to school and get a job. And so what yeah. I, what I decided to do is I'd kind of lost myself a little bit, you know, like I had that yeah. identity, but I also, I, I didn't believe that identity. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So you didn't know like you were great. Yeah. You didn't know you had good people skills. You didn't know like you were a positive, good kid. You just kind of self-worth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I knew I was positive. I knew like I had a good heart, but I, I, my, it's my belief, right? Yeah. Like I, I remember being in my senior year of high school, okay? Baseball, football, played sports, loved it. Yeah. And I remember going to my my senior year, my ba- like the end of the end of the year baseball, um, like banquet. Thing. Yeah. And I'd struck out my last three at bats to end the season, which is not ideal. No. But dude, it's three at bats out of the entire high school career. But all the, because of that, all of a sudden I was like, man, I was a captain of the team, had been for, a, you know, I'd started since I was a sophomore, yeah. captain, junior and, and senior year. But yeah. all of a sudden I was like, I'm getting this reward, award as a captain. And I, I, I went there, I went there, uh, actually, I've never said this before to anybody. I don't even know why I'm going down this route. This no, crazy, I love it. But I went there just, just stoned out of my mind because I was just embarrassed with who I was and how I performed. And, uh, um, I remember they announced me as a captain and I stood up and I was like, I know that was good. It's probably a huge surprise to a lot of you. You know, I was more just the moral support guy. That's what, I, that's what came out of my mouth. Oh my gosh. And, and once again, I went there you know, numbed up because I, I was just embarrassed with how everything ended. And what was what, this pivotal moment for me is this guy named Key Daly, who I love Key. I mean, he's a coach my, since I was like 12. Okay. I just love him. He just really stepped in to a fatherly role. He was the dad of one of my best friends. Yeah. And he pulls me aside after that. And he's like, Tyler, I don't understand it. Like, why would you say something like that? Do you know that you were the only person, the only captain that was unanimously chosen? The only one. And I was like, I don't even know if that's true. And yeah. Like, I have no yeah. Idea. yeah. 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 But all of a sudden I was like, man, <laughs> he's like, what I'm worried about is people see things in you that you don't see in you. And you've got to start seeing that in you. That's oh. what he said. Charles. I know it was, it was a big pivotal moment for me. And then shortly after that, I decided I was going to go do service. And this is where I found myself. Okay. I went and I left everything behind for two years and went and did service for my church. No girls, no dating, no wow. nothing. No calling home to family, right. no seeing like two years of just service. And it was the most amazing experience in my life because I really found like true happiness and fulfillment comes from serving other people. It does. It does. I always say you lose yourself in the service of others. Like if I'm ever having a bad day, I'm like, I'm too much about myself right now. I need yeah. to go serve another human. That's literally a hack, huh? Yeah, it's a hack. It is. And then you're like, I won the lotto. And it's like, you feel so like, you know, happy, but it's because you truly, if you serve others, you're going to have that joy. I love it. It's exactly. It. Yeah. Just think about when you're serving other people, you recognize that you have something to give. That's right. That's right. Builds your confidence. Yeah. Man. 
So in these two years, yep. okay, you're like gone, yep. right? Or were you worried about your mom at all? Or you know, what did that look like? Very much so. Yeah. So this is where my mom is an absolute rock star. Because you think about it from my mom's, like literally I'm gone. I went up to Canada for two years. Okay. And I mean, I was the man of the house. Like that was, that was what I did. It's who I was. And now all of a sudden I'm gone. And I knew that like that piece for her had to have been so hard. But she was the one who was like, no, like you've got to do this. Right? It wasn't about her. Even though I'm sure that was tough for, I know it was tough for her. I, don't, I, don't, I know right. that was tough for her. Right. But that is uh, the epitome of selflessness, you know? That's right. And not only did she support that, she helped financially for me to get there. My mom didn't have things to help financially, but she, she somehow made a way to make that happen. And uh, um, that was a big deal for me because as I'm out there, it allowed that worry to remove like for me to remove it. Yeah. Right? And anytime I would go to check in, it was never about, oh, this is going on or this is what's so hard. It was just her pouring into me. Wow. We only got to check in twice a year. That's it. Easter and Christmas, twice a year. Oh my gosh. Like we could write like yeah. email, we could yeah. write emails or letters, but yeah. phone call twice a year. Oh my gosh. So what was it like coming out of that? Like, did you just like go home to Utah and you're like, okay, what do I do now? See, that's a great question. Cause this is, it was one of, it was the, probably one of the toughest things for me. I go and I'm, I have all this purpose, all this fulfillment. I find out who I am. I have this confidence as a leader. Cause then I, I really like found my calling as a leader there. And that's where I learned how to speak and fall in love with speaking as well. Like wow. uh, there. Yeah. And so then I come home and it's, it was so hard for me to replicate that in the business world or just to, to get a job somewhere. This service based, right. It was, I felt like it was now all of a sudden just all about me, all about me. Totally corporate America. Yeah. It was yeah. tough. Yeah. So I get this sales job that was an, a, a source of embarrassment for me. It was like, for me, I viewed sales, I swear to God, I viewed sales as convincing people to buy things they didn't need. Yeah. So I viewed it. Like a slimy car yes. sales. That's legit <laughs> how I viewed it. That's how I did too. Like when I first got into direct selling and they're like, you could have anything you want and you can maximize the compensation plan. I'm like, this all sounds so great. And they're like, but now you got to go sell. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I don't want to steal from people. Yeah. And my mindset was so limited. Same, same. Yeah. Thing. And so yeah. what changed for me is I looked at those people that were the top performers. And I realized that those top performers, it wasn't about convincing anybody to buy anything. It was literally service. Yeah. They were helping people. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, I became obsessed with it because I, I realized I was like, no, no, this is a way for me to help people. And I became, I'm very good at sales. I like, I'm very good at it. I'm very good at it because I understand that selling people is actually, Sales actually means service. It comes from the totally. Scandinavian word sala, which means to serve. And so I, I fell in love with service or with, with sales because it was service. And that led me into that led me to where I'm at today. It led me to start my first, you know, like real, you know, big boy business. It led me into uh and I started an internet business, is what that was. Then it led me into real estate, and then definitely led me to where I'm at today. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about multifamily. Let's do it. You're the multifamily man. Okay. <laughs> so what is it? How did you get into it? Like, I want to know the intricate details of like when you got your first hit of multifamily. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what does that even look like? Because we were talking about this before we started the show. So many people think of it as like, I've got to be a, a millionaire to invest in an apartment building like this is for the wealthy people right and it just seems so far away i just want to learn all about it i love it yeah i resonate with that so much because that's exactly what it was like i bought a house when i was 21 i started an internet business made some money bought a house similar to you 
had some, my buddies living there. They're going to the school. I'm cash flowing. Yeah. I was like, okay, I see the value of real estate. Did a few single family flips because I knew that I could buy single family. Why? Because well, I knew people that had done that. Right. Like, it wasn't outside the realm of possibility, but an apartment building, not even on my realm of possibility at all. Right. Like I, I knew nobody that owned an apartment. I, I literally just thought that those were just things that people owned that were passed down from generations. I don't know. I don't even Same. know. What I mean. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then I, so I started with single family, but my definite major purpose, okay. My definite ma major purpose is threefold time with family. Like literally I want to be there for everything. Like it's almost like if you're, if your parents or your, your parent is an alcoholic or a drug addict, you either follow suit or you go 180. Totally. For me, my dad, I, I watched my dad. Okay, my dad made it to one of my sporting events growing up. He just, he was never there, you know, and that's not a sob story. Like I looked at, I see my dad still to this day live with that regret. And I, I know what it was like to not have somebody there, yeah. but I also see the regret he lives with every day. And I was like, dude, I, I don't want that in my life. I don't want yeah. my kids to go through what I went through and I don't want to go through what my dad's going through. So time has motivated me more than I can ever tell you. I want to be there for everything. And mm -hmm. second part of that is providing my family the life that they deserve. I believe I'm very blessed. You'll meet my wife at some point. I'm so excited. She's an amazing person. Yeah. Paint this picture for you again. I got my first, and then I'm gonna, this is leading into multifamily, I promise yeah, you. Yeah, no, I love it. But my first six figure check that I ever got, which is just she, she, she big deal for me. I'm like, of oh my course. gosh, you know? And I text her, I'm like, babe, oh my gosh, this is, and her response back, her knee jerk response back is, oh my gosh, Tyler, we really need to sit down and figure out how we're gonna give back with that money. That, that person, has so much to give. Ugh, like, yeah. I, I feel this huge sense of like just responsibility to never be a a hindrance to that, but a support to that. You know, that's right. So it's a big sense of responsibility. Yeah. And the number three is being in a position to help other people. And uh, I, because so many people helped me, mm -hmm. and I just I want to pay that forward. That's you know? right. Yeah. That's it. And so then I saw single family, and I was just I didn't see the scalability there, and I was trying all sorts of things: my internet business, single family space. And then I find out I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a dad. And I tried a whole bunch of other things in between there, by the way, that yeah. <laughs> did not work. <laughs> and the only thing I ever knew I wanted to be was a dad. Like, so I'm ecstatic about it. But that night, I just had this terror go through because I, I'm not, I know what kind of dad I want to be. I've known what kind of dad I wanted to be from day one, from the get. Yeah. And I was nowhere near that. And so I was terrified, you know? But, but that's a beautiful thing because I, I set this expectation of like, no, this is the dad I'm going to be. And so now I'm starting to like, how do I do that? Mm. And so now, so, so law of attraction stuff, right? right? I know what kind of dad I want to be. I know, I know that it was going to take passive income for me to do that. Cause I want to be there. Yes. Now I'm at the airport. I'm on a layover. And I had uh, just received an email from my wife who had told me like, pretty much like we were, it was not a funny, like literally cried the whole flight. Cause it was just this, I realized how, as I'm trying to build this, it's actually separating us here. And this is the most important thing in my life, you know? Yeah. And so now my mind's real. I'm just really definite, like I'm trying to find something. And I run into Ryan Woolley, who's now my business partner. Ryan Woolley was like, I, I knew Ryan. Yeah. We weren't partners. Like, I just knew him. Yeah. Short interaction at the airport. He says, man, I just learned how to buy apartments. And I was like, oh, so like, what, two, two units, three units? And yeah. Like, no, bro. Like, Big ass apartment buildings, hundred plus units. I was like, "Get the fuck what?" <laughs> like, wait, this was at the airport. At the airport on a layover, quick. We're talking probably a five minute interaction at most. 
And what he said at the end was, yeah, man, it's crazy. The, ca- the cash flow from these things are crazy. And then the, we leave. And I remember just sitting on the plane and being like, cash flow from these things are crazy. Cash flow. Cash flow from this. That's what uh, I need. Uh-huh. I went all in. I went to a class by a guy by the name of Dave Lindahl. Uh-huh. And Dave is one of the most influential mentors in my life. And I learned how to buy apartment buildings. I learned something that I thought was not even remotely possible. I learned right. how to make it possible. And all it is is this structure. So your initial question was people feel like they need to be a millionaire plus to be able to buy an apartment, right? Yeah. And that was absolutely my belief. And then I realized that there's different roles here. There's two basic roles, okay? Okay. You okay if I get into some of this? I love it. Yeah. Yes, please. There's the operating side, the okay. individuals who find the deal, raise the money for the deal, sponsor, like guarantee the loan, those kind of things, and then mm-hmm. operate the deal. Mm-hmm. And then there's the passive side. People who just like, I have, I have money I want to invest. I passively invest in this yeah. apartment building. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was possible, by the way. Wow. That I could even invest in an apartment. Yeah. But I was certainly not a millionaire, not yeah. even remotely close. Right. And but I knew that I could because I got trained yeah. on how to fill, fulfill these operating roles. Not to do everything, yeah. but to do a little bit, a little bit of it. Uh-huh. And I knew that I was a pretty good communicator. So that helped me find deals. It also helped me talk to investors, passive investors, people who need to put money to work. Yeah. Like need to put money to work. Right. Instead of investing in a 401k or an IRA or the stock market or whatever, yeah. they need to diversify into real assets. Right. And that's how I got started. I started to piece this puzzle together, bring in investors, other operating partners to help me run the deal, learning from these operating partners, uh-huh. and then scaling and, build, and building this. And I went from, when at the point when I found out I was going to be a dad, I just had to sell my home, like my dream home that we had bought, and because we were going to lose it. And so I sold it to like, to you know, salvage what we could. Ugh. I went from that to now my son is just about to turn uh, eight. And from there to now, now have a portfolio of uh, nearing 400 million in real estate and uh, absolutely changed my life. Whoa. Oh, yeah. and not even like a, a decade. That's, yeah. About a years. decade. Yeah. What? Okay. This is amazing. Very grateful for it. Wow, that was a divine appointment at that layover. It was. And I believe that God works in mysterious ways. I and do I too. God is in the little details in my life. That's right. Yeah. But the thing about you is, and this is, I, I can feel your energy. I wish you guys could maybe come through the camera. I'm sure you can. But like, you're so hungry and driven. And you had a deeper why even bigger than yourself, that baby coming. Oh, yeah. And your wife and, and feeling that, you know, like separation. It's like, you went to work on that plane just like over and over again, like asking yourself, like, well, you know, how would this multifamily, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's the hunger part. It is. Because people always ask, oh, how, how can you be successful? And like, if you're not hungry, then screw it. Great answer. Like, see ya. You know what I mean? And you were so hungry to figure it out. Yep. To f- and get mentors. It was like my responsibility to do that, you know? Yeah. It was my responsibility. And I, and I, and your, I believe that your why has to be greater than yourself. It has to transcend self. Yeah. Because we'll give up on ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. But I feel responsible. Like literally, I, and I felt like this for a long time, but I feel responsible. Like if I don't change the financial narrative for my family and all those in my inner circle, then they will all suffer. And so, so but I carry that and, and I, it, it forces me, it amplifies me. That's it forces right. me to amplify. That's right. right. So how have you continued to expand? I mean, I look at your growth like a hockey stick and yeah. I'm just like, I mean, have you had to like 
you know, read books, financial blueprint. I mean, how does a guy go from, you know, watching your mom her, her get her car repossessed and, and go through all that, your, your home taken away to like growing this portfolio, growing these teams. And then this is the part I want to impress upon everyone. He's blessing other people and not just himself. Like, that's why I love your model. I love everything you're doing because it's like, you are literally being such a great steward, but I want to know, like, how, how does that happen in your mindset going from maybe having limiting beliefs to like, I don't know, do you even have limiting beliefs oh, anymore? D- totally. <laughs> yes, kidding. you know, and I know that's an open-ended question. It's kidding. like all the time I do coming in here. Yeah. For being honest, like wow. coming in here. Wow. Anytime. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Totally. Anything that you've accomplished, you're like, oh man, okay. But I recorded a little video before I came in here. Yeah. And three things that, that you know, will help you crush a podcast. And one of them was to do, remove yourself from it. It's not about you. It's about those you're serving. Yeah, that's your right. intention. That's right. And I know that anytime that I feel, because you asked, how do you get there? Well, every step along the journey, anytime that you're growing, you realize that you don't know things. That's right. That's so true. It's because you know yeah. how to get to where you're at, but yeah. you're trying to get here and you've never been there. That's right. And so what I find myself doing sometimes is looking at those people who are already there and being like, man, they're so much more talented. They have so many more connections than I do. They, I, I, I literally start to discredit their success. It is what I do. Totally. That's detrimental though. Yeah. And so this pivotal moment for me is reading books. I, I dove into mindset. Okay. I, I had this biggest internet contract. It was right around the same time. All this kind of just freaking blew up at the same time. I had an internet business, web hosting, you know, web design, web hosting business. The biggest contract that I had, I lost that contract mm. right after I found out, right after we had had packs. So now I'm trying to build this, this multifamily business, but I lose my biggest source of income. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting on the couch and Brittany, and knowing Brittany's going to come home, it's been like, oh my gosh, how am I going to tell her this, you know? And this is, so you asked me, the question was, how did you do this? And I'll, I'll, I believe it's because of the people I've surrounded myself with. Because she comes home and in this, this moment of like, it's my job, like it's my identity to be a provider. And we've just had this little boy mm-hmm. and I feel like anything, anything but a provider right then. And she comes home and she said, and I tell her what happens. And she goes, her reaction was, what an idiot. Oh my gosh. What an idiot. Well, dude, you'll figure it out. You're, that's just who you are. I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all. Wow. Think about like, if she would have taken this approach of, well, you better figure it out. Right. We got, we got a kid, you yeah. know, I'd be like, yeah, but she said something in that moment that that's, amplified. Me, yeah. You know? That's who you are. You'll figure it out. Yeah. That amplified me. And so how do I, I've surrounded myself with people like my wife, she's the most positive, loving, supportive person in the world. I'm so grateful for her mm-hmm. and partners, Ryan, my partner, Todd Miller, my partner, all these different team members that we have within our office, Jackson Campbell, who, who works within our office. Like I'm very intentional on, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of things that I'm not that great at, but I'm, and I'm okay with strategy but I am amazing at culture because I understand I, cultural Trump strategy all day. That's right. And yeah. I know that if I can create this culture around me, that the sky's the limit. Oh. So this, this responsibility that's, it's my job 
to not know everything because I know yeah. everybody on my team knows way more than I do. Right. They're way better at these specific roles than I am. Yeah. I just know how to spot somebody that has the right intention, oh. piece these puzzles together and let that thing You're go. a talent scout. I can, yeah, that's yeah. a great way to put that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And then you have that expectation and in, in the energy, you control that energy and you know the values of your organization. That's I mean, it. I can even feel it, even me just interacting with some of your staff. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's like a breath of fresh air. They're you great. Know? Huh? And everything rises and falls on leadership. So kudos to you. Thank you. You know, it's so powerful. So I want to talk about your family for a minute. Yeah. So how many kids do you have now? Have two little kids. You have two kids. Paxton, he's about to turn eight. And then my little girl, Marley, who's about to turn six. She was actually born on Bob Marley's birthday, I by the way. I love it. And then you live in Hawaii? Live in Maui, Hawaii. Yep. What? So this is a dream of ours for a long time. Yeah. Expand on this. So the first time Britt and I even started like talking about marriage, we're like, now, you know what? We want to live when our kids get to a certain age, time with family, right? I want to spend a year of unobstructed time with the kids before they get into school. So that means moving away somewhere to an island. I didn't know it was Maui. Britt says she always knew it was Maui, but I didn't know that. Like, I was thinking Puerto Rico, I'll save yeah. on taxes or something, you know? Yeah. But she had always identified Maui. We wanted to move there, uh, spend a year with the kids before they got into school. But that was one of those things that Britt, Britt thinks bigger than, than me a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I was seriously like, okay, this is, yeah. Okay, I promise you that we're going to get this done, right? But yeah. in my mind, I'm like, I'm, yeah, like how is that? Because were you living in Utah at the time? No, we had we actually have lived, never lived in Utah as a okay. couple. We met in Utah. Okay. Moved to Washington D.C. Okay. And then we moved to Austin, Texas, and I grew this business in Austin, Texas. Oh, got like that's it. where everything started. And got closed. it. Yeah. Okay. And then we set this like target, like okay, when we get here, it's just a passive income goal because going there needed to be passive. Oh yeah. And and how I set that though, and how I, I'll, t- I'll talk about how I got there, but this is this goal that we set. And then we're able to go. And uh, I, it was grinding, grinding, grinding. Like up until that point of moving, I procrastinated a lot. Yeah. Because I kept being like, well, man, I have so many opportunities right now. Like, right. What if, what if we just did it a little bit later? Then yeah. I'll be even in, in an even better position. Yeah. But then I read this article by Tim Ferriss, which was just like the seven step checklist overcoming fear or something like that. Okay. And one of them was just like regret. Like, is it repairable? It, it, the chances of you looking back and regretting it. I just told you in the very beginning, like looking at my dad and the regret he lives at, lives with. So I read that text, this is March of 2019, mm-hmm. text Brittany. I was like, okay, these deals close in May. We're going to be there. Let's go. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, oh. let's do it. So that was in March and we moved in June. Oh and, uh, my God. So we got there. So you're living the, the Maui life. Yep. The, my, my partner in life grew up in Maui. Okay. Nice. Like he literally grew up there. And so, Jake? yes. Nice. And, and so I'm always like, can we go? Can yeah. we go? He's like, I like grew up there. You know, I'm like, know you grew up that. in the most beautiful place in the world. That's so incredible. Oh, I'm excited to meet him. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so cool. It's so, such a blessing. Man. We knew being there like a month. We're like, we're never. Yeah. Leaving. Well, you know, I watch your lifestyle and you're like jumping like into the pool doing backflips and <laughs> you guys are surfing and you're with the kids and it's like, it's this beautiful, calm lifestyle. But then it's like, then I see you speaking on stages, having major events, yeah. you know, in conference rooms. And I'm like, this is like, the contrast is so great. You're fit as a fiddle. You're, you. you're, you're so healthy though. And, 
and what it seems to be your healthy in marriage, you're a healthy family man. And I'm like, how does one do it all? You know, because in my life growing up in business in the past decade, I've seen people like go all into business and then they, you know, their family is like becomes obsolete. You know what I mean? Or I've just seen, I've just seen so much contrast and I feel like you have really got it figured out. Well, thank you for saying that. And I definitely do. Instagram (laughs) portrays a good, a good, a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that Instagram is a thing, but you know, but I'll tell you how though, because yeah. it is open communication Yeah, and, and really like, you'll hear me talk about, well, my, my big three time with family, providing for my family, helping others like mm-hmm. it, all the time because it keeps me accountable to it. Yeah. So, but Brittany, we communicate all the time. Cause I, I'll be honest. I loved work. I love the grind. I love like, it too. I love it. It's it, so fun. It is. Yeah. Especially when you know you're building something yeah. that's like, I know. It's like, I love it. Yeah. So for me, I have to, Brittany is great to keep me in check, but this, this, this communication, it'll be like, Hey, I noticed that you've rescheduled, you know, daddy, daughter, we call them daddy, daughter, dude dates, you know, my little boy, daddy, daughter, dude dates now for two weeks. I think the kids really could use a daddy, daughter, dude date. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I have. And it's, it's, but, but it's said with so much love, right? Yeah. The intention going in, it's not to criticize me. It is. She knows what I value. She knows what I wanted. And so she's this facilitator, but then it's communication. So we just spent a bunch of time in Kauai. Then we spent a bunch of time in a place called Hana, which is in Maui. Mm-hmm. Knowing though, that I'm going to be gone for two weeks on this trip. Yeah. One of the longest trips that I've ever taken uh-huh. being away. But I went all in here. Yeah. And now I'm going all in here. Yeah. And so somebody that really supports that. Yeah. And, but it's this communication like, hey, right. yes, I'm going to go all in here with family time. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to go all in on business. Then when I get back from business, we're going to go all in on a Disney cruise for Christmas, right? It's like, it, it. it's balancing yeah. it out. But there's times it's like riding a bicycle. Like there's yeah. times where you have to lean one way and there's times you have to lean the other way. 100%. It's never just 50-50 balance. Yeah, no, I agree. And to create momentum, you have to put that energy in and yes. you've got to put, you know, you put that gas pedal down. That's it. And it's so beautiful that you're in a relationship that gets that and values that. And it sounds like her communication, it's not one of like dictatorship. It's one of love. Like she does it in such an elegant way. Very much. Yeah. Otherwise you'd probably be like, what the heck, you know? Totally. Yeah. Speaking of all in, yeah. isn't this your new book? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, all in. Yep. Talk about the book. Yeah. It's my first co-authored book. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, first one. I got another one actually coming out in December as well. What? And then I have my own book that will be coming out in, wow. February, hopefully before peak partnership that you'll yeah. be at. Yeah. But yeah, so all in, man, just being all in. And what's crazy is I talk about this balance in there. Mm. I talk about how my, well, my big three, right, is balance. And I obtained it by going all in, That's which, right. which is people look at that as the opposite of balance, but I disagree. I, I am a better husband and a better dad and a better everything when I'm killed, when I'm crushing it at work. And I am not as good of a husband and dad when I'm freaking being mediocre at work. And I'm a better, you know, I'm, I'm way better at work than I am when I'm, when I'm crushing it at home, but it's intentional time. Right. So I talk about going all in and what it takes to be all in and how I went all in in my business and how I go all in with my family and intentional. Like when I'm with my kids, I don't, my phone is, I'm not on my phone. Yeah. Like I can spend, you know, an hour, 30 minutes with my kids, but it is all in wrestle, play, catch. That is more impactful than me spending a whole day with them yeah. while I'm on my phone. And, and you're half-assing it. Yeah, that's exactly 
I feel like we're in the world of half-assers. Agreed with that. I cannot. I really, there's nothing that drives me more wild than that. I know, it's me like, too. finish the job. This book sounds so good. But so yeah. there's other stories in there as well or yep. other contributors? Yeah. Other, okay. Some of the individuals in our, we have a mentorship program. And one of them's Eric Chatterton and yes. his partnership, Brett and Megan. Okay. And they're in there as well. I love it. See, I love this opportunity to grow others. I know you, I know that this is like your, your drive. That's why yeah. we resonate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to see Eric and him come through all these, we have tons of students that have come through. Mm -hmm. But then I love opening up these doors for like, hey, yeah. I have this opportunity, your story. You need to tell your story, mm. right? People told me I needed to tell my story. That's why I started telling my story. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. So good. I've seen an impact there. But now I see other people's stories and I'm like, dude, you got to tell your story. Mm. That story, that story is going to impact somebody. Yeah. And if you don't tell your story, that's selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Talk to me about the mindset, multifamily mindset. So you have, yeah. so obviously you have opportunities for people to invest, but what is this that people are in? Are they like in school? They're coming to events. I'm speaking at your event, which yeah. we need to talk about that. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you at the event, by the way. Yeah. You are gonna, your story is going to resonate with so many people within our network. I know that for yeah. sure. So the multifamily mindsets are education company. So I told you that how I started multifamily is yeah. somebody enhanced my belief and that somebody was Dave Lindahl. Mm -hmm. I love Dave. Still mm -hmm. communicate with Dave all the time to this day. And I reached out to him. But as I'm going, I, I like it's like the, this next, like, what is the next for me? I had been speaking and teaching at some of Dave's classes, which had been something I'd wanted to do forever as well. Uh -huh. And I found so much fulfillment, like bringing these people into this, this class, this training, same position that I was in and bringing them from, I don't think this is even possible to closing on their first deal. And it was just this, I saw this transformation. Totally. But I just, you know, I got an email from a contact of mine that was pretty much telling me that I was playing small. Her name's Amanda. And so Amanda, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you. You've had a bigger impact on me than you probably know. And that was at a pivotal moment in my life too. Um, and so I was like, dude, this is how I'm, this is how I need to, I want people to come to my funeral, Emily, and be like, that dude changed my life. That's right. Yeah. Eric, Sarah, all these, all these individuals, they will come to my funeral. I know that. That's what drives me. Yeah, that's right. So, so what it is, it's we're a mindset company that teaches people how to acquire multifamily properties. Like I interviewed, so I interviewed about a hundred people before I started the business because I had a perspective, but I wanted to see what their struggles were, what things were right. helping them in the business. Right. All over the board. The mindset was the biggest aspect. And I also believe that I believe multifamily literally is a mindset. Like yeah. our tagline is think bigger and think yeah. bigger is very strategic in a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah. Think bigger apartment buildings, not single family. Right. People think bigger means riskier. It's actually safer. It's literally a safer investment than a single family property. Wow. It's, it's like look at what's going on in the single family space right now. Yeah. This huge influx. Yeah. And now you've seen this. Do you want right. to know why? Because people buy with emotion on single family. They're mm. buying their own single family property. Yep. These multifamily properties are valued like a true operating business. Mm -hmm. It's not a it's business decision, not, a, not a, an emotional decision. This is so true. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I have a hundred unit building and I lose, you know, let's say that tw I have a mass exodus of 20 people. We're still profitable on that thing. Mm -hmm. But I have a single family property. My tenant vacates. I'm paying the mortgage on that thing. Yep. So it's, it's literally giving yourself more chances to win, yep. which is powerful. And how I've really been able to scale and grow is the active side, sure, like piecing the deal together, bringing in investors. But then every, I'm not joking you, like anything that I make actively, 
active income, I want to turn it into passive income. Yep. So if I make a million dollars now in active income, uh-huh. I don't want that in my bank account. No. I, I turned that into $4 million of real estate, right? And that passive side, that's how I've been able to grow my wealth. I make it here. I've lived very frugally for dude, a long I still live very frugally. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And uh, all my wealthiest, like true wealthiest friends live frugally. Yeah. Like we buy cars a few years old, you know, all the things, right? Yep. I'm obsessed with it. Those, yeah. Like, I, I look at it now, I'm like, okay, well, I can either buy this brand new car or buy this house uh-huh. on the beach or whatever, or I could turn it into an apartment building that makes me more passive income and sets my kids up and their what, kids up. What a mindset, you know, what, what a mindset, literally. Yeah. So you have this whole academy people can get involved in. Yeah. And then you have, is it one event a year? So we get the, the one that you're coming to peak partnership. Yeah. It's our big annual networking event. It's we bring in powerhouses like you, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just powerful. So all these people, I teach these different classes, right? And we mentor these individuals. Some students are, some people have been doing a bunch of deals. Some are brand new into the system. Some are just there to passively invest in deals. Some are there to learn how to do it. And it's all these people, you know, we'll probably see a thousand, fifteen hundred people there. And it's an amazing event. My favorite event of the year for sure. Wow. You'll love that event. I'm so excited. I'm excited to speak and train, but I'm excited to to just be there. Yeah. I know my, my partner and I, we're both like so pumped to learn. Pumped to have you. So if someone's watching or listening and they're like, maybe there's a way, like maybe there's a way I could yeah. get involved in multifamily. Like, should they get a ticket and just come? Absolutely. I'll, I'll yeah. say this. It's absolutely like, so think bigger, right? Yeah. More than what you think is possible is possible promise you more than what you think is possible is possible. And so the number one thing, if you're going to do it first, just, just open up that little part of your brain. That's like, okay, I'm going to believe that it's possible. Yep. If you can just open up that, I have these marketing campaigns and I put out social media videos just like you do. And these mm-hmm. comments that I get back are like, no way, not possible. And it's crazy to me because it's like, whoa, like not even like, what if you just allow yourself to believe. Yeah. So my intention, anytime I go into any training, in fact, my intention as I came in here yeah. was to enhance the belief of all those that I come in contact with. Love it. And so absolutely. They should go yeah. network with some of the best people in the country oh my that gosh. are just like-minded, positive, great people. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. We'll yeah. link all, all the ticket to de- details below so people can get a ticket. Dude, love to see them there. What do you think your it factor is? Yeah. I'm curious. I love, dude, I love you. You know, it's interesting. I was on a leadership call because I've been thinking about this. Yeah. I, I listened to an interview that you did with Ed and Ed actually, I love Ed. Yeah. Ed is a mentor of mine. Ed actually was at Last Peak Partnership. Awesome. Ed spoke at Last Peak Partnership. He's amazing. And uh, you guys talked about how you need to identify that it factor. And I, I literally paused it right there. By the way, I think that's a separator. I will pause things when I'm listening to them. I don't just listen to them passively. Mm-hmm. I will li- actively. I'm, yeah. I'm pausing it and then I'm asking myself those questions. You gave me an actionable. You yeah. two are highly successful individuals that yeah. I'm freaking grateful to learn from. Yeah. You tell me, and I'm like, I don't know. So I pause it and I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And I, I actually believe that my it factor is the ability to like believe in other people mm. and transfer that belief to them. Yeah. And I'm on a leadership call before I come here. And I'm, I was like, I'm just going to prepare to come here. But yeah. this is a fire that needed to be put out. And I jump on a leadership call. And all it was, was taking somebody that's belief was 
had their confidence had been diminished mm -hmm. and pouring into that person. And there's two of them actually. Yeah. And then I hung up the call and I was like, that's my it factor. My it factor, I'm not the most talented person yeah. at all. Yeah. But I know and believe in people mm -hmm. and I love people. And that's my it factor. Drop the mic. That is yeah. so beautiful. Thank you. Oh, I love that you know that. Well, I know that because I actually listen to your podcast. Thank you. And I actually take the action. So thank yes. you for helping me identify so it. So good. Tyler, where can people connect with you? Anywhere on social. Yeah, Instagram is my most active one. So yeah. Tyler Devereaux. It's Tyler underscore Devereaux. But yeah, anywhere on social yeah. media. So. Uh, this yeah. has been so great. Thank you so much for so having me on. I'm you're a you're very good conversationalist. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, you're easy. It's easy to talk to someone like you. Like true true inspiration and everyone watching this, connect with Tyler on Instagram. Even YouTube is really good. Grab the All In book. There's going to be new books coming, and then think about coming to the event in Orlando. Don't think you come. Yeah. You when is there. it? February. It is February 17th through 19th yeah. in Orlando, Florida. Amazing. So, and dude, you're going to be able to see Emily live. Like, you get there. On fire. Let's go. Let's Thank go. you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it.